and welcome to another edition of Top Rope Report. Here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Okay, good evening everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Facebook Live, Google Podcast, and Breaker. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg, and Mr. 24-7 DJ. And Spotify. Also, <laughs> and Spotify. I forgot. Sorry. Senior moment. That, that's the, one, that's the biggest one that we're on, is Spotify. And ever since I mentioned Breaker, you never say Spotify. Um, damn it. Well, I'll have to work on that again. And joining us in the chat room right now is our newest member of the Top Rope Report chat room, Drew. What's up, Drewski? Drewski. Yeah, so Monday Night Raw is in the books. Yes, it is. I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a real good, well, not a real good show, but I thought it was a good show. Better than, better than uh, I anticipated. So, I mean, I. Uh, if you guys want to add something, okay. If not, we can just talk about the matches. I never talk about Monday Night Raw until the end. You're, you know that. Every time you say, what did you think of the show? I say, oh, I'll tell you after you talk about every match. So Okay. So let's get talking about the matches. Okay. Who's leading off today? Who led off last time? Uh, DJ did. Um, all right, we'll have Nug lead off. Okay. Um, well, it started out with the bloodline opening up um, Monday Night Raw, and as Paul Heyman was delivering his uh, little promo, um, they were quote unquote interrupted by the Judgment Day, which kind of. You know, I was kind of stuck back in my wheelchair like this, and when I came on, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, you know, sat forward, like, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? And it was then um, announced by Paul Heyman that the that there was an agreement made. Um, a little bit of questioning by Jay, because they didn't know anything about this agreement. Um... It was a little bit of a side-eye look from Finn Balor when Damian Priest came over and shook Paul Heyman's hand. I don't know if you guys caught that or not. Um, You know, kind of like, all right, so we really teasing the breaking up the Judgment Day and the Bloodline and Alpha Academy and Street Profits and, 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 uh, but whatever, rewind. (coughs) Um, while Heyman was talking about this agreement, there was just a stare down, like two UFC fighters waiting to go at it between Solo Sokoa and Rhea Ripley. Paul Heyman then had Jay switch with Solo, and then without even blinking an eye, Finn Balor stepped back so Rhea could step aside. Um, I thought that was a great part of the promo. Um, it was then announced that the agreement had made because Judgment Day had a bad bunny issue. 
hold on, let me let me say that again. Judgment Day had a bad bunny issue that they needed the bloodline to take care of. Okay. But the bloodline had a Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Matt Riddle issue that Judgment Day was supposed to take care of. And that was going to be the, the main event. Um, I don't know why. I mean, Rey Mysterio could probably take care of the Bad Bunny problem himself. Forget about whether it be Finn Balor, or Damian Priest, or Rhea Ripley. So I don't know what they needed help with, but um, it wound up being Rey Mysterio coming down. Um, are we doing the promo separate from the match, or are we doing the match with it? Uh, I think we should do the promo separate from the match. Okay. Um, I know I had messaged uh, Trivia. If every Monday Night Raw could open up with Paul Heyman doing an introductory, an introduction to a match later in the show, I would be 250% all in for that because that actually got me juiced up and excited to see this episode of Monday Night Raw. I gave the promo an A. Agree. Okay. Um, Greg, I couldn't agree with you more. I gave it the same grade. Um, I think that the bloodline has a bigger issue than... Uh, with Kevin, Sammy, and Riddle, then Judgment Day has a bad bunny. I mean, that's just, that kind of goes without saying. But, uh, yeah, I noticed the look that Rio was giving Solo Sokoa, and I'm sitting back here going, hmm, if I was her, I wouldn't jump on Solo. I mean, regardless, Rhea is tough, but, I mean, this is Solo Sokoa we're talking about. He's, he's the enforcer. And when when the Judgment Day came out, I thought the exact same thing you did. Wow, is this going to be Judgment Day versus the Usos? This is going to be great. I can't wait for this. I hope it happens, you know. And then it didn't happen, but I was thinking, well, I hope it'll happen somewhere down the line again. Um, I gave it an A as well. No, did yeah. you? I, I mean, I, I, I really liked it. The best part to me is that it started off, like you said, I can see this stuff to start off every show, just like you said, no, for real. I was like, all right, I'm happy. Right now is good, you know. That's what I, a big thing I try to look for when I'm watching these Raws and Smackdowns. It's like, all right, when it comes on, if I can be happy after the first or second segment, I'm happy, you know what I mean? That's what I want because there's, I can... You know, I can think of times in my head where I'm watching, I'm like, dude, all right, this show is going to suck. You know, like, just right off from what they start with. So I'm cool with it. I loved every bit of it. The solo and Rhea just staring thing, that really had me. I'm like, yeah. dude, this is so cool. Not that I think that they're going to fight, which I think would be awesome if they had even a, just a little spot or something somewhere. Um, but, you know, just watching that to me, was great. You know, as little as it was, was it was huge. So, that that was, that was a great part of it. That was a great part <clears throat> of a great promo. Um, all of it was good. I did catch the, the Finn, uh, the Finn look. Like, you know, is Priest, uh, 
You know, are you trying to go behind our right. backs on some? You know, it almost seems that way. Because why would you accept that? I would have said, yeah, no, nah, we're good. Well, we'll take care of our own bunny problem because, like you said, I mean, it's it's like this. You know, you're going to go take care of three of the baddest dudes in, in town here against Bad Bunny. Like, I don't know. So that part is kind of weird, but it kind of it kind of gave you something to look at like, okay, I wonder how that's going to go now because that don't seem right. So let's see how it goes. So. I'm out and down with it, and I'm 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 anxious to see how it goes. I gave it a B plus. Okay. Okay. Drew, Drew says he gave the promo an A also. Yep. After that, we then went to a singles match of the Hall of Famer Rey Mysterio against Solo Sokoa. Uh, Trig, you get to lead us off. I thought this was a good match. This match was better than I thought it would be. I mean, you've got a 250-pound bulldozer in Solo Sokoa against Rey Mysterio, who weighs like probably a buck eighty, soaking wet with rocks in his pocket. And I thought this was a really good match. I was entertained by it. Mysterio was holding his own there for a bit. And then, you know, the right guy won the match, I believe. Solo took the victory, and... I, I just enjoyed the match. I gave it a B plus. Okay, Mr. 24-7. Yeah, I also enjoyed the match. It was really good. Um, I, I was looking at it like, all right, you know, because I'm sure a lot of people were looking at it like, all right, Solo, can Ray, you know, can Ray hold up with Solo here? Is this going to even be a match? To me, I was looking at it like, is Solo going to be able to n- not so much hold up to Ray, but be able to you know, I don't know how to say it, like, make a match with Rey Mysterio, you know what I mean? And he did, in my opinion. He was able to, to, to hang with all the stuff that Rey does. Um, it was actually really good. You know, I hate that we keep seeing Rey getting beat down and stuff right now, but I guess that's what it is, so whatever. But I just hate it, because I know, you know, you just put him in the hole, and we're probably not going to see a whole lot more of Rey. Too long. Unless we do, I could be wrong. But I feel like the next couple years, he's probably going to fade away. And I want to see him on top. I would love to. But the storylines are good with him, and I'm happy with all this stuff. This match was great. The only thing I can't, I'm starting to really not like, is the Samoan spike. Now, the, the you know, it is a, you know, a famous move. It's something, I, I'm not saying that, but I think Solo... To be that big dude needs to get like a big slam or something. A powerful move. So hopefully they do something like that soon. But altogether, it was a great match. I gave it a B plus. Okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed this match as well. I mean, I, I was, you know, there was, there was, I mean, there was a little outside interference um, by the Usos. Um, but then LWA came down, LWO came down to kind of offset that. So the, the main focus really was on the match, which is always good. Uh, I know I talked about a match last week from SmackDown that it was more the focus is more on what happened outside the ring, inside the ring, where this was totally different. Your main focus was on the ring. And it was, <coughs> excuse me, power versus finesse. It was, you know, power versus luchador, whatever you want to say. It, it was two contrasting styles that worked very well. Um, 
And it was a really, really good match. I totally agree with the grader. I gave it a B plus as well. All right. Tracy Johnson is watching. Tracy, thanks for tuning in. Okay. Um, after that, we then had Bianca Belair come down to the ring. And her matchup this week was against Dakota Kai. Uh, Mr. 24-7, you are first. Um, to me, it was like blah, like blah, whatever. I, you know, and it sucks because I hate feeling this way about Bianca. And I don't even necessarily feel this way about her personally, but just a lot of the stuff just ain't really good. This was one of them. I mean, it was okay. You know, Dakota, I think there was one part that I really cared for, and that was about it. Dakota... I think she was about to give her the KOD, and Dakota, like, pulled her hair and kind of did a counter to get out of it. And that was pretty much the only thing that I was really like, oh, cool, wow, Dakota, you know. And that was really about it. So, to me, it was blah. I gave it a C. Yeah, I mean, what is it going to be, Bianca versus Bailey next week in a non-title match? Um, Because we know the next time she fights Io Sky, it's for the title. Um, and is that going to be backlash? Is that going to be a random Monday Night Raw? We don't know. Um, I mean, I think the writing's on the wall. I think this is the last hurrah for Damage Control as a as a, as a faction, a group, whatever you want to call it. Um, Dakota, I mean, for what it was, she looked more comfortable in the ring in this match than she has in any of the most recently of, of the tag match she's been in. Uh, show that little bit of spark in her as to why it was thought to... Mike, are, we, are you okay, man? You're yawned more than, you know, than... than no, you're, fine. You, you know, if we're boring you, just let us know. You know, we'll get some dancing <laughs> bears. We'll get some dancing... We'll get some stripping bears and dancing girls for you. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it just—it was nothing spectacular, as as a, a famous quote has been said. Um, I I gave it a little bit better than a C. I gave it a C plus, but a very low C plus. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree with the grade as well. A C plus. And uh, oh, by the way, Drew said he gave the Rey Mysterio match a B. Um, yeah, I gave this match a C plus. I noticed there was a few botches in the match, and um, but I mean, I just don't think Dakota Kai is women's title match material yet. Well, she's not. But either was Liv Morgan at one point in time. Yeah. So, but overall, I mean, like I said, I agree with your grade, Greg. I gave it a C plus, and you know, who knows? Like you said, maybe we'll see Bianca and Bailey next week. Okay, and then after that, we then had Cody Rhodes um, come down to the ring. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Wow, a little bit of heartburn from eating nothing. Um, he was down to, quote-unquote, confront Brock Lesnar as to why he did what he did and, and demanded him come ring. He actually came out in wrestling gear, so he was definitely, he didn't come out in his beautifully pressed suits or anything, and he was ready to go. 
Um, one answer to his challenge from the previous week. Um, I think that's when Adam Pierce came down. Um, brought in a bunch of guys for security. And Brock Lesnar came out with his cowboy hat and came to the stage. And it's as far as Brock Lesnar went. Cody Rhodes fought through like probably 10 security guards at first and then was outside the ring and then another 20, you know, he fought him off and, and they all held him back. And that, that's, I mean, Cody's in-ring promo was good. I actually liked this better that Brock was actually like taunting Cody Rhodes didn't come down to the ring and for the two of them to actually fight. I actually liked that better. Um, I didn't need to see Brock come down in F5, suplex, 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 F5, Cody Rhodes again. This was perfect in the way they did it. And then Brock Lesnar kind of just smiling and, and walking away. I think he may even have tipped his hat and put it back on. I actually really liked it. I actually gave this a B plus. Okay. Yeah, when Cody first came to the ring, he had his wrestling gear on. It's like, oh, okay, so we're going to have Cody versus who? I thought he was getting ready for a match. And then, you know, when I heard um, Corey Graves say, no, he's ready for a fight. It's like, well, then I heard Lesnar's music play. and He comes out with that, I call it the Undertaker coat and his cowboy hat and uh, he just, you know, like you said, Greg, I think the best part was where he was taunting Cody because that, that was good. And Cody's promo was, was real good as well. I enjoyed hearing him on the mic. And, uh, you know, like you said, the security guards tried holding him back, as Triple H would call him, the defenders of the indie circuit. Um, I've never heard security. that before. But I, um, but I thought it was a, a good promo. I was kind of disappointed that there was really no physical stuff between them. But in a way, I can see why they didn't do it because they're really saving it for backlash. And then at the end of the promo, Cody says to Brock, you're not a cowboy, you're a coward. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, call Brock Lesnar a coward, look out. But uh, I gave I gave the match, I gave the promo a B. Okay, Mr. 24-7. Drew gives the Bianca Belair match a C plus. Okay. Yeah, um, it was good. I mean, when Cody came out, I think because, well, not because, because he gets a huge pop every time he comes out, but being that he had his ring gear on, I think the, the fans, you know, they, they kind of, the pop was a little bit better. It was a, it was massive when he came out. I'm like, wow, all right, cool, let's go. And I did also thought we were going to see a match too, but I don't care that we didn't because I agree no, this was perfect to me. You know, I think if Brock came down and started doing all that stuff, it would have just been more of the same old, same old. Like, to, so to see something different. Um, the only thing that was weird to me was, like, it looked like Cody was a straight heel in that promo. Yeah. You know, that's, like, pretty much what the bad guys do. Beat up all the security guys, act like a crazy person, try to get to whoever's on the ramp. So I'm like, Wow. You know, they want him to be, you know, the biggest baby face in the, in the company. 
that's a weird way of showing it, but I liked it. You know, it was it was good. Uh, I'm down with it all. Um, that trench coat Brock wears is weird to me. It kind of makes him look weird right yeah. now, but I don't know how I feel about Brock right now. I don't know. Because I loved him, and now I'm just like, what is going on? But we'll see. Uh, the promo was good. Everything was good about it. I gave it a B. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, they then went to a singles match of Seth Rollins versus The Miz. Trivia, you lead us off. I enjoyed watching this match. I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, went back and forth. There was a couple of um, high-risk maneuvers on both parts. And, you know... Uh, Seth definitely Seth ended it with the curb stomp as usual and I thought it was a really good match I enjoyed watching it I was kind of glad to see you know Seth in the ring didn't really seem too much uh, I mean when he came out they were playing his music and everything but it seems like the minute he got in the ring they just started the match to me that's what it seemed like and um, so I enjoyed it it was a good match I, I thought I gave it a B plus okay Mr. 24-7. Um, I also enjoyed it. You know, it's 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 tough. It's hard, you know, to uh, enjoy a mismatch lately or nowadays. But I did enjoy it. I thought he actually did good, especially uh, around maybe like the second half of the match. I think Miz was, was pretty good. Um, you know, him and Seth have worked together so many times. So, to me, they always seem to do pretty good together. So... It was entertaining. You know, it was really good to watch. I liked it. Um, it was nice to see Seth. You know, I haven't seen him in a while, so that was nice to see. Um, let me see if there was anything. There was one part where they were, the uh, crowd was actually chanting, this is awesome. So that was nice to see in a, in a Miz match, you know, a Seth and Miz. So it seemed like they liked it. I liked it. So it, it was good. I gave it a B also. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I got out of this match is the Miz can still go. When they put him in in a match with serious competition where he's not expected to play a a joke or a humorous thing or, you know, like they did to him at WrestleMania or whatever, and he's just put in a match just to wrestle, he he can go. He can go with the best, which is... You know, if Seth Rollins isn't the best in the company, he's definitely in the top three, um, in my opinion. Um, And the reason why the match just immediately started is because The Miz jumped Seth Rollins outside the ring before he could even get in. That's how the match just started. There was no continuation of him leading the chorus, um, i.e. the audience, and singing a song. Which made it even that much better for The Miz. You know, he didn't, you know, he just, it was all business. And this was a very, very good match. I, I gave this a high, high B+. Plus. Okay. After that, we then had a matchup between the United States champion, Austin Theory, and Bobby Lashley. Um... Mr. 24-7. Uh, this 
to me, this was another one that was just kind of like, uh, you know, because to me, it sounded so good. And I hear that when I see, all right, we're getting Bobby in theory. Awesome. And I don't know. I just, I wasn't into it. Um, you know, theory's been so good. You know, he looks good. Again, the entrance is great. I really like it. And, and I was into it at first. I'm like, let's go. We're going to see something good here. And to me, we it wasn't great. I mean, it was okay. I think Bobby Lashley in theory should be a banger, one of them bangers. And it wasn't to me. There was some big stuff, but it wasn't. Uh, let's see. When Bobby, I think there was a part where Bobby, you know, he kind of took control. He still had a comeback. Um we started hearing some crazy chants where I was like, wow, going, let's go theory, theory stuff. So they're doing the Cena chant on theory now, which is interesting to me. I don't know. I think I like it. I'm, I'm all right with it. Um, to me, that was like the best part. <laughs> Bobby looks good. He always does. Bronson Reed coming out to me was just all right, I guess. You know, I like seeing Bronson. And I'm just like, all right. That's the match, you know, that's the way it's going to go. And that's the way it went. So, all in all, I gave it a C. I think it could have been way better. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the, the match part between Theory and Lashley wasn't anything to write home about. It was just what you would normally get from the two of them. Um, you know, power moves by Lashley, things by Theory, to Lashley, to Theory. It wasn't anything above and beyond. But I think that was actually the subplot of the whole segment. Because the the main plot, in my opinion, of the match was Bronson Reed coming down and attacking Lashley. I mean, squishing both of them. Um, and then when it's all said and done, Austin Theory does the A-Town down, a or whatever it is, A-Town down um, on Lashley and, and, you know, is, is now standing tall type deal, blah, blah, blah. So trying a way to, to advance the storyline between Lashley and Bronson Reed <clears throat> without having to see the two of them keep fighting each other was great for me. Because now it's like, okay, they had a fight last week, <clears throat> double count out. Now Bronson Reed comes down and gets jumped by Lashley in the middle of the match. Is it going to happen again next week where Bronson's in there and then Bobby Lashley comes down and then we get the match at Backlash? We'll have to see. Um, so, I mean, I liked it a little bit more than you, DJ, and I actually gave it a B-. minus. <clears throat> Okay, yeah, yep. I mean, I definitely uh, agree with your grade, Greg. I thought it was a a pretty good match, but I couldn't figure out why it was Austin Theory against Bobby Lashley. I mean, I I know they have some unresolved business, but that was like months ago. And uh, it was, I thought it was a pretty decent match, but I'm telling you, Bronson Reed is making some noise coming out attacking Bobby Lashley. And I think this is going to be you know, to quote DJ, I think this is going to be a banger between these two, mm-hmm. Bronson Reed and uh, 
Bobby Lashley. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing when those two lock up. But um, as far as Lashley and Theory go, yeah, Theory's, you know, a hell of a lot better. And I, I thought it was a, a pretty decent match. I Like I said, Greg, I agree with your grade. I gave it a B minus. Well, I said B plus, but that's all right. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Did I say B minus? Yeah, you said B minus. Oh yeah, that's right. I did. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of something else. Um, well, I get to go first, and guess what was up next? Another in ring promo. Um, and this is when Trish Stratus addressed the WWE universe. Um, I wanted to not like it because. I, I I mean, I've said it. I've said it to trivia and conversations. <coughs> I think Trish and Lita... Well, Lita was never that great on the mic. But I think Trish gets outshined compared to what the women's division on the microphone, top ones, Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, um, can do on the mic. This proved every bit of me wrong. I also think that Trish Stratus is a much better heel than a face because she delivered a promo as good as any woman um, or even many of the men that I've seen in WWE in a while. It was captivating. She was very precise. I mean, you know, when I first started in WWE, the women's division was a joke. Now, she's Gave her accolades. I was the first woman to make you people give a crap about the women's division. Without me, there would be no women's revolution and certainly no women in the main event of WrestleMania. And then she went on and on. And it it wasn't a promo. It was like, oh, okay, what's next? It, it really, once again, had me like sitting up and wondering where it was going to go and wondering if Becky was going to come out or anything and... Nope, it was just straight fire shooting from Trish Stratus. I loved it. I gave it an A minus. Okay, yeah. Well, Trish has always been good on the mic, in my opinion, but she seemed to really outdo herself on this one. Um, I was looking for either Becky or maybe something on the Titantron from Lita via satellite or something, but we didn't see that. And in a way, I'm kind of glad we didn't because. It just let Trish shoot from the hip, which I thought was was really good. She made a lot of good points. And what she talked about the women's division, she wasn't wrong. I mean, if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have the women in the main events at WrestleMania and the women's division the way the way it has been. So I, I gave it a B plus. Okay. And Mr. 24-7. This, to me, was like kind of like a pleasant surprise. Because, to me, i just been feeling like Chris Stratus, since she came back, has just... I feel like everything's been really just sloppy. And I feel bad saying that, but it just hasn't... A lot of it hasn't been real good. So when this started and she's going, I'm like, holy heel, this is awesome. Like... So she did a great job. That was 
as heel as you can be for Trish Stratus. So I loved him. I'm like, all right, you know what? If we're going to have, if we're going to see Trish, I'm down to see this part, this side of her. So I liked it. It was a surprise. Like, cool. This is actually something good from Trish Stratus right now. Um, and going and saying all that about, you know, I'm, I'm the reason for this, I'm this and that. I'm taking credit for it. I loved it. That was it was great to say I love every bit of it because it's going to get, you know, it's going to get other women like, what? You know, you ain't all that I am too. And that's, you know, all that is cool. I love all that. Um, I gave it a B and yeah, I'm ready to see what's next to it. Okay. After that, we then took a drastic dip down in programming. We then had a women's tag team match of Mia Yim and Candice LeRae versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Um, Mr. Trivia, you're up first. I did I did not like this match at all. I just like Greg said it was a drastic decline. I don't like uh, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville as a team. I th- I don't think Chelsea Green belongs in the ring. Uh, well, at least not at this point, you know, a little bit more training and stuff. Yeah. But I thought Mia Yim and Candice LeRae were, were a pretty good team. I didn't catch the ending of the match. I went to, you know, Mother Nature called towards the end of the match. So I really didn't catch who won the match. But, um, but from what I saw of it, uh, up until the ending, I gave it a C minus. Okay. Miss 24-7, you're nodding your head. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with the C-. minus. Um, it's just, what I don't know, I can't get into it. You know, I, the one thing I will admit is Chelsea Green and Sonya, to me, even, I'm not going to say they look great, but they did kind of gel a little bit, and it kind of looked like we might have I guess maybe a halfway decent thrown together team. Even though Chelsea ain't all that good, she's getting better kind of quickly. And so I'm okay with them being together. And to me, they looked pretty good um, for what it was. I mean, it wasn't nothing great, but for what it was, I was kind of okay with it. But overall, I was just like, wow. Um, I gave it, yeah, the team I. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that grade, too, guys. Um, I mean, the best part was after Sonya Deville and um, Chelsea Green won, they kind of came out of the ring, and Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan were ringside watching the match, and they kind of stood up, and Chelsea threw a cup of water in Liv Morgan's face. I mean, that was the best part of the entire match, which isn't saying much at all. Um, right. You know, me and Candice, I mean, it's still one of those just tag teams. Two girls they just threw together. Um, Nikki Cross being ringside once again, just kind of staring. Um, and watching the match kind of makes you think they're going to reintroduce the kind of, you know, lost little girl thing that they had kind of done before. Woe is me, I have no friends. And I don't know, what we'll sure that goes. It was kind of something they just put on pause and now they're you know, reassessing, I don't know. 
Um, but nothing happened in this match that made me get more excited for the women's tag team title match that we're going to see on SmackDown um, this Friday. And, and I, like I said, I totally overall agree with that C-minus grade. All right. Drew gives the Trish promo an A, and he gave the women's tag match a C. <laughs> All right, then we then went on to the main event of the evening as it was the tag team champions, uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, along with Matt Riddle, taking on the Judgment Day of Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and uh, right, yeah, whoo, Dominic Mysterio. Um, Mr. 24-7, you're up. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I kind of expected a good match, and I, you know, I, I thought there was a lot going on in there, um, and it was all it was all good. Um, where is it? It was one part of the match. Dominic, I think Dominic sunset flip or something off the top rope. Tom hit his head so damn hard on the map. It was like, yes. holy shit. Yes. I can't believe he's getting up. You know, he really took one. He took a big bump there. Uh, so, you know, for him to get up and, and do as well as he did, because to me, Dom did really well. Um, you know, when Sammy when was, was fighting, he was fighting back, you know, he started to come back. Dom just was beating him the whole time, just doing everything so smooth with him. I thought Dom looked really good. And it's just so crazy that I'm even seeing and seeing stuff like that. But, true. I loved how Riddle looked. He looked really good. And for the little amount he did, he really didn't do all that much in this match. But what he did, I'm like, you know, I love, I love it. Riddle, you know, I don't know, maybe they're just, Kind of easing them back into things or something, which is fine with me. Uh, to me, he did enough. Um, you know, KO, throwing thunder. I mean, the whole bit was awesome. I loved it all. Um, we had a big, crazy brawl, at, and which to me, I usually don't like to see everyone in there going crazy, doing all this stuff for nothing. You know, And to me, this was kind of kind of seemed like it was not nothing because it wasn't. It had meaning to all of it. So I, I was happy with the way we ended it and I gave it all a B plus. Mike, you with us or? Yep. Alright, well, it, nothing's more important than the show so, you know, come on, get back. Get back. I was, just looking, I was just looking up some indie stuff. Oh no, you were not. You you just got a, you got a phone call from somebody. We all heard it ring, and that's what you're now focused on. So don't lie. Don't right, lie to right me. There. Don't lie to me. Um. Anyways, back to the back to the regular schedule program. Um. I thought this was great. I really did. I thought it was a you know Monday Raw started off great and ended great. Um. Love this match. Um. And, and uh, I'm gonna embarrassingly admit it, that thing that Dominic wears, the jacket or whatever, where it says DM on the back, I'm always like, he's so so stupid, he doesn't remember to have the O in there, and then I'm like, wait a minute, DM, <laughs> Dominic Mysterio, it's not for Dom. Um, Come on. 
Uh. Um, I mean, just just so many different little things that happen in this. That that power bomb to Dominic in the corner, where like you said, DJ, I thought he was going to be concussed. Um, the clothesline that Rhea Ripley did that totally flipped over Kevin Owens on the side, and then she just crouched down with that evil look, you know, smile on her face. Um, everything in this match, the choke slam, the riddle on the just outside the over the ropes onto the apron. This was a hard hitting banger of a match. I loved every second of it. Um, the stunners from everywhere, and I mean everything about it. Um, I want to say the only thing, I don't I think we did we or did we not? I don't think we saw a coup de gras. I think that may be the only thing we did not see, but we saw everything else. Um, okay, and then, moved up once. Yeah, and then of course the good guys won. Um, I, I gave this an A minus. Okay, Anthony's watching. Thanks for tuning in, Tony. Yeah, I um, I agree with the great Greg. I mean, I thought it was a really, really good match. It was everything I thought it was going to be. The Judgment Day, you know, I mean, they're. I I knew they were going to be a great uh, a great foursome to reckon with when they got together, and with Riddle and Sammy and Kevin together. I mean, Kim, Kevin and Sammy make a good tag team to begin with, but now you added Riddle into it for a six-man match and made it made it just as good. And, you know, I just thought it was a really good match. I gave it an A- minus as well. Uh, that's exactly the same grade Drew gave it. Um, so, overall, this was... I mean, just thinking back as to how many matches I gave Bs, B-pluses, and As to... This is one of the better Raws of the year. It really was. This was the Monday Night Raw you would expect to see the night after WrestleMania. One that got you on the edge of your seat from the beginning and kept you there till the end. Obviously, we all had to have our our Mother Nature, our Nature Calls match in the women's tag team match. But, you know, you, everything can't be A's and B's. Um, I, I really like this. I gave the entire show a B. A solid B. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would definitely say that you could tell Triple H was behind this this show because this was this was a, a real good Monday Night Raw, and uh, hopefully they'll have a lot more of these Raws going down going down the road. I gave it a B plus as well overall. And the toughest B. the toughest really? grader of us all, Mister Twenty Four Seven. It was it was definitely a better raw that we see. You know, it's almost like I'm starting to get excited for raw again. You know, because for a while there, I'm just like, whatever. I don't even care what's about to happen tonight. So I'm starting to like be all right. I'm starting to be happy for raw again. So definitely a good show. Yeah, and Drew gave it a B overall. Morgan says, you think Brock Lesnar really going to get revenge on Roman? No, nah, that's over and done with Morgan. Yeah. So, so all right, now, well, that was our Monday Night Raw recap. DJ, what were you saying? So now, if we look back uh, on it, the Usos 
they're a part of the deal. Judgment Day did not. Right. So I wonder, are we, you know, I would love to see them. Even if Billy leads anything crazy, I would love to see them get together and, you know, have matches and secrets. Yeah, I I mean, I would love to see Roman Reigns confront the Judgment Day as to why they couldn't handle the problem for him, you know? Yeah, right. And I really think uh, the Judgment Day and the Usos, I think, will be a really, really good tag team if they ever met. Well, which Judgment Day? Because more often than not, when we see Judgment Day as a tag team, it's Dom and Damian Priest. Well, I would say Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, that's why I was saying which Judgment Day, because Finn Balor yeah. seems more like the singles competitor of the of the some along with Rhea, obviously. Yep. So, all right, well, that was our Monday Night Raw recap. Uh, thank everybody for, uh, you know, their questions and comments, and right now... It's the best part of the show for me. I hope it is for everybody else. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. All right, gentlemen. Thank you. Um, first and foremost, just a little, just couple little quick hits here. Um, as we all noticed, Becky Lynch was not at Monday Night Raw this past Monday. Um, rumors had been circulating that, oh, my gosh, there's issues with Becky Lynch because she changed her um, official Twitter handle from Becky Lynch to Rebecca Quinn. Um, so like, oh my God, is what's going on with Becky Lynch? Blah, blah, blah. It's all part of the storyline. She has a few bumps and bruises and just needed a week or so off. So it's also kayfabe to the vicious forearm attack from Trish Stratus. So... Nobody gets your thongs up in a roar. Becky Lynch isn't going anywhere. Also, um, the issue of Drew McIntyre. Um, it was believed that his contract was up in April, which technically is true. But I've gone to three different websites, and all three of them say April of 2024. Not this year. So if he's going to play this, hey, I want to, you know, I want more influence in the creative and I want more money, he could just be benched and sidelined for a little while and WWE can pull one of these, hey, you know what, this is your contract, you agreed to it, and while you're out of action, we're going to put a pause on your contract. So that 2024 could go into 2025. Who knows? Um, Update on Big E. Um, As was stated in in a previous Nuggies news, he was having testing and and complete scans and x-rays and MRIs and all that. It was supposed to be done in March upon the one-year anniversary, if you want to say, of his injury. But with WrestleMania on the buildup, they did it afterwards. Um, he said, it's just a com- complicated fracture. This is a quote from Big E. It's just a complicated fracture. I broke my C1 in two places. 
So that is called a Jefferson fracture. It just takes a little bit more time to heal. So we did the one-year scans after WrestleMania. It was a little bit later because of WrestleMania. We had to sit down with the doctors at some point and kind of figure out what the next step is. But from my perspective, I feel great. I have no function issues, no pain issues. I've been at the gym since two weeks after I broke my neck. I'm just feeling great and really grateful for all that. So, he's also been quoted as saying, yes, he does want to return to the ring. This was an injury that's going to scare him from being the person that he was because he's always going to be the person that he is. Um, so hopefully somewhere down the line we do see him back. And you know what? Why not bring him and Orton back and have um, the big RKO tag team? Who knows? <laughs> um, it is being reported that... Um, WWE is in negotiations with a major cable network for, Mike, you're a little too close. There you go. Um, for WWE programming, as we know, they have, a, um, obviously, their show is on USA um, and then SmackDown, which is in the cable network, but they have exclusive shows on A&E. Well, they're looking to develop shows like that on a much larger platform than A&E. They're in serious negotiations with ESPN to do UFC-type shows and stuff on ESPN and ESPN2. So we'll have to see what goes on with that. One more little quick hit here. Um, We had heard about the rumors of... Um, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler being the next contenders for the tag title. I mentioned to you that Ronda Rousey was still kind of rehabbing from an injury, and that is absolutely the truth. Um, She's been out of action in recent weeks due to a fracture in her arm. It's that arm that she had the little sling in, um, that makeshift sling with the, the black belt from her judo, um, costume or gi or whatever you want to call it. That's why they had such a limited interaction at WrestleMania where most of the action that that tag team was in was all Shayna. So she, you know, as I can contest to, I have a fracture in my wrist that that hasn't been fully healed. This is from October of last year. So sometimes it takes a little while longer for fractures to heal. Um... And back to this page here. Um, obviously, with the draft coming up, I've got a list here of WWE tag teams and stables. So I want you to give your opinion on whether this tag team or stable should be continued to be pushed or if they should be broken up. First one we have is... Damage control. Break up or push? Break up. Wow, you guys said that exactly the same time. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I think it's time. Now, in what shape of breaking up, I mean all three, go their separate ways? Or do you see Bailey just separating from 
EO and Dakota and leaving them as a tag team for now due to the shortage of women's tag teams? Uh, I believe that they will them a tag team. For that exactly, it's sorted the things. In my opinion, I think EO needs to be alone because she is probably way better than Dakota. And I think Dakota, if she wants to get her to be a, a, a good, good wrestler, she has to start fighting herself and learn a lot more. So let's pick all that up. Stop it all. Stop. Yep, I agree. All right. The next one. Push or break up the Judgment Day? Push. Yeah. You got to stay pushing. At this point, it's Judgment Day. It's one of the, one of the biggest parts of the Got to keep it. Got to keep pushing. So now, with Rhea Ripley being the SmackDown Women's Champion, do we... See all three members of Judgment Day going to SmackDown, or could they break up to the point where Rhea Ripley's on SmackDown and the other three staying wrong? I think they'll go with the breakup and put the other, lead the other three on Raw and move uh, Rhea to SmackDown. Well, they kind of have to move to SmackDown unless Bianca Belair goes to SmackDown and they do a title swap like we've seen. Right. That's what I literally was just about oh, to say. Sorry. He wants to make it, you know, that's all right. You know, the game, uh, Triple H said, you know, we're going to change the game with this. That will. That will. Change the title, though. Let them switch up, like, and have that did with, who was it, Charlotte and Becky, I believe, or whoever it was. Switch titles and threw it on the ground and, you know, let's see something like that again. Because that'll be a way to keep, you know, put, put, and then we get Bianca fight two women. She has to. Uh, so yeah. All right. Next one we have break up or push the Alpha Academy. Break up. Yeah. Break up. Definitely. Angle's too good to be held back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like Otis is going to go on his own as well with um, maximum male models. Well, he wouldn't be on his own. Better in the singles. He'd be in that maximum models stable. So I don't think he'll be on his own. Um, And then the last one they have, push or break up the Street Profits. I'm going to say break up. That's probably the only one that's a tough I mean, if you really think about it, teams. I mean, again, all of wrestling, they're one of the better tag teams. It'd be a shame to have to break up. But Montez is too good. We need right. to see something Montez. So that's tough, man. I think you can go either way, I think, on that one. Yeah, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, I think you break, if you do break them up, you're breaking them up to push 
them in singles careers. So it's a combination of both. That's why I think that one was the last on the list because that's probably the yeah. big, the, the biggest, you know, huh? Um, and if they're going to split up these tag teams, you know what? We've got to see two or three tag teams come up from NXT. There's no no doubt in my mind. Um, right. And one other little thing, it just you just reminded me when you were talking about this this the draft. Um, what what is being reported is the reason for the draft is due to the email that Vince McMahon sent out saying that Triple H is in full creative control and this draft is Triple H's beginning to his WWE roster. He's going to move people around based on the storylines that he wants to create and that's why the statement of the game will change because the game Triple H is going to change the landscape of the WWE roster. And that's Nuggies news. And trivia, the floor is yours. All right. Thank you, Greg. Now you guys know that whenever we get comments on here, I like to I like to read comments that come in and we're getting bombarded with comments. So let's go through some of these. Morgan Hawk says Rhea versus Solo. Mixed match would be interesting. They put Rhea against Solo. They both want to be number one. She said, she said on the mic, no problem. Uh, Trish wants to push Becky to the top. Morgan says, you think Edge should go to AEW? Um, he also says, you think it's money smart for UFC MMA fighters into WWE? They don't fight. Blood is really bad in views. You think this is smart? Um, Drew, then Drew says breakup, damage control breakup, Bailey by herself, then he's going by the other tag teams breakup, breakup, Gable versus Theory for the U.S. title, I'd love to see that. Yeah. He says Rhea, Rhea and Dom go to SmackDown. So, all right, well, thank you for the comments, I've got a couple of, uh, Indie shows to report on that I've been reporting on for a couple weeks now, and they're finally going to happen on this Saturday, which is PAPW Presents Turmoil in Paradise at 662 Co. Avenue in East Haven, Connecticut. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets are $20. Also, I believe, um, let's see. Uh, where's the other one? Uh, oh, right here, Saturday, April 22nd, NEW presents Spring Slam, 40 Peck Road in Bethany, Connecticut. Scheduled on the, on the show will be the NEW Tag Team Champions, Waves and Braids, who used to be Waves and Curls. Now they're Waves and Braids. <coughs> uh, Brad, Brad Hollister versus JT Dunn. Brad Baylor will be on the card. Any the Northeast Wrestling Championship, Kerr with his manager Vito will go against Matt Tavin. Also, Brian Anthony will be there. Kelly Mason, Casey Navarro, Wrecking Ball, and women's wrestler Tito San Tina San Antonio will be on the show. They will have a meet and greet at six fifteen. Bell time is at seven p.m. And you can get your you can get tickets at www.northeastwrestling.com for all your ticket information. 
for that show. Coliseum Pro Wrestling presents Opportunity for Success 2, April 28th at the Elks Lodge at 265 Main Street in West Haven, Connecticut. Still no word on the Chris Battle situation against against Bobby Buffet. And tickets are general admission $20. Doors open at 7. Bell time is at 7.30. So if you're anywhere in the areas to check those matches out, Go right ahead and check them out. You won't be disappointed. Maybe maybe uh, Richard Holiday, who is now officially a free agent from MLW, will make a heroic return to um, NEW. Who is that? Richard Holiday. Richard, okay, yeah, you, you were breaking up there for a minute. I didn't, I didn't catch the name. Yeah, he's now officially retired or a free agent from MLW. Um, so who knows? I mean, come back to your roots. Right. Exactly. And we hope his health is, uh, is getting better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's been competing. He's made a full recovery. All right. Great. So, all right. So we've got May 6th coming up for the next premium live event, which is Backlash. Right now, to my knowledge, I guess the only thing definite for backlash now is Cody Rhodes against Brock Lesnar, or is that definite yet? Yes, and the six-man yes. tag match. Okay. And the six-man tag match. The Bloodline right. versus Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Riddle. Okay, and that's that, that, those two are definites for uh, backlash. Yep. What do you... What else do you think they're going to add to it? You think they're going to add a? You think they're going to add Rhea defending the title, and if she does, against who? I mean, if you read the rumors, you believe the rumors. It's Zelina Vega. Yeah. But that, oh, wow. Uh, I don't know. And Bianca probably go against Dio Sky. If yeah, if I mean yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yep. So, Bobby Lashley, but, Bronson, um, Bobby Lashley, Bronson Reed will probably be put on the card. Yep. What do you guys think of them changing? Uh, Mike, uh, Mike, you're too close. Mike, you're the too King close. King and Queen of the Ring to Night of Champions. Well, we got a lot yeah. more to worry oh, about before them. Up. We've got a lot more to worry about before them, like the draft, which is now before. Um, backlash, not after. It's April or yeah, April twenty eighth and May first. Excuse me. So now the draft is before backlash, which right. I mean, I'm not even worried about Night of Champions right now. So I think I think uh, them doing the draft before backlash is going to be a good is going to be a good idea. Why? Not. It just mixes things up. It'll make different. I, I think it'll just make different matches, different feuds. In one week, in four days. Oh yeah. What that's kind right. of feud are you going to put together from somebody that's never seen any? You know. Yeah, that's right. What yeah. about you? Think you think we get Gunther uh, and Wood, Mr. Wood, maybe? Or not yet. I don't know. We'll have or to is see that what. Probably not even a thing. Uh, well, it, it's a thing this Friday. 
Gunther's defending against Xavier yeah. Woods, so we'll have to see what goes from there. I wonder if Woods picks up maybe they give wonder. I know that's that's yeah. gonna be I'm dying to see what they're gonna do with that. Or is it is it a title match on Friday? Yeah. Oh it is. Okay. Yeah. And it's weird that this past Friday, um they actually mentioned that Kofi Kingston is out with an injury when they hadn't mm-hmm. mentioned it before. So that leads me to believe that Imperium will get involved a little bit and then Kofi Kingston makes the rem- the miraculous return for the save. Yeah. I, I definitely can see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, but I think this WWE draft you know, is going to be interesting. Like you said, it's going to be Triple H's roster, so yeah. I'd like to see who if he brings if he brings people up from NXT. Who's he going to bring up? Right. I kind of like that tag team Gallus. I kind of like them. They won't come up. They're too. They're too new. Um, I mean, as far as tag teams go, unfortunately, I think we'll see Pretty Deadly come up um, and the uh, Creed Brothers. Yeah, the Creed brothers are a good tag team. I, I think they're ready to come up. They just, yeah. they need a voice. They're not yep. that good on the mic. Exactly. So, well, we're gonna definitely, I'm definitely going to have my, my eyes glued to SmackDown next Friday for that draft. Definitely going to see who's going to go where and. And then, the, and then the following, then that Monday after that, they're going to continue it, I yes, believe, so right? Finish right? it yeah. on Raw, and then, as per usual, then you'll have the quote-unquote supplemental draft after that, where they'll just start announcing on Twitter and the bump and all this stuff, you know, this, these blah, 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 people came to Raw, and these are now on SmackDown, so. Yep, Drew says Grayson Waller called up. I mean, uh, we'll we'll see what happens at spring breaking <laughs> next right. Tuesday. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I could see him getting called up. Um, uh, from what I've read, Cameron Grimes is gotten himself in a little bit better shape and has a new look, so that could be for a main roster debut. Um, question, guys. I, I don't know how much NXT you guys follow, but Braun Breaker's gone heel. Do you see that as a reason to bring him up? Because the main roster is lacking good, strong heels? Yep. I mean... I think if they bring him up as a heel, he's, he'll, he'll do a good job. I really do. To me, I think taking the yeah. Well, but I don't mind anything that would be good for one of So maybe we see him. I feel like that'll be a good spot. Yep. So. But, alrighty. Well, uh, I just want to say, you know, just want to know if you guys have anything else to add. If you do, feel free to add it. Um, just wanted to talk a little bit about our um, fantasy wrestling league that we're going to be doing. 
Um, I have officially finished the schedule. Um, it's 15 weeks. Everybody faces everybody else three different times. <coughs> this way, in the unlikely event that there is a tie, the first tiebreaker is head-to-head. Um, I, I don't, I mean, mathematically, that would be next to, it's almost like winning the Powerball, um, you know, to have two people with the same amount of points at the end of the year, um, but as it breaks down, um, first and second place get a first round bye, the other four teams battle it out, third place against sixth place, fourth place against fifth place. Then in the semifinals, whoever has the lower seed or higher seed, depending on the way you look at it, um, will face the first place team and then the second place team plays the other one and then they battle it out in the championship. Um, by the time it's over... Um, I will put together something to award the champion. Um, don't know what it'll be. I know we're still working on getting that mug mailed out to you, DJ, for winning the uh, other competition, um, our season-long prediction show contest. So, well, the reason why Triv won't mail it to you is because he wants to hold on to it because he thinks he should have won. He thinks yeah. he got robbed. The, 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 right man, the right man won. Um, so, yeah, and there'll be points, obviously, depending on where they wrestle. Um, premium live events are more than TV shows and then live events. Um, for each win... You get, just say like for the premium live events, if you win, they get 12 points. But if they lose, they lose six points. Um, And then if there's a draw, it's on a premium live event, because that happens sometimes. Double count out, double disqualification, whatever. It's three points. Um, And then if they just make an appearance on a live event, or a premium live event, they get X amount of points. I remember the exact amount I had. Um, I think it might be four points. And if they just make an appearance on Raw NXT, remember, that's part of the draft, and SmackDown, they get two points. But it's impossible to know if somebody just makes an appearance at a weekend live event, because 99% of the time... They just get the results. And, and on that cage match site that I go to that tracks everything, they don't log appearances. So it, right. it, it's not, that. that's just, you know, nobody gets points for that. Um, so, yeah, um, I am working on sending out um, all the lists that I have of the complete rosters and the schedule and everything to a quote-unquote universal email um, that once I get it all set and done, um, all those lists will be emailed to that email. Um, Scoring will go from Monday Night Raw through Sunday Live events. 
that's when your rosters for the for that week need to be set is by you know Monday Night Raw that night. All updated rosters I'll be sending to that email. So trying to get it all, trying to make it as easiest as possible for you guys, and a lot extra difficult for me. But you know I'm the one with the most free time. So, um, but couple two questions. Yes. Are we? Is, are you doing? On a, like a website to be done on a website or are you free oh no yeah I couldn't find a website that I can I, I mean I found a website that I can create a league but it's a, it's either create your own basketball league it's create your own football yeah. league and build rosters but the scoring of it once again it's wins you know it's it's Yards, touchdowns, this and that, and I just, I, I, I was gonna try and make, you know, shift and say, okay, points will be, and it just, just too creative. So yeah, yeah. I'm all gonna do it. Um, the other one is so just really quickly. So are we gonna do kind of like, kind of like what we do in our I go from like main to the main like that. Like we take our team and we have like year or how, like how it's, is that? It just for the first time through. <clears throat> once again, it's a fifteen week season. Fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Yeah. So definitely looking forward to um, that. I can't so wait just, for that to get started. We're just have to figure out when we want to do the draft. I'm looking at um, maybe the weekend. After, um, backlash. So, like, maybe the thirteenth, so we can start the league on the fifteenth. Um, you know, that weekend, that Saturday or Sunday, depending on what everybody's schedules are. So, alrighty. And I just want to reiterate. For everybody here, I think I speak on behalf of everybody in the top rope reports. I just want to send out a very, a very special thank you to the Nugster for all he's doing for the show. Um, I know I've said this hundreds of times before, and I'll continue to say it. There will be, there would be no top rope report without the Nugster. The tireless hours the man puts in, getting our prediction shows ready, and the bonuses, and now. He came up with the idea of the this draft, this um, fantasy. fantasy wrestling, and the draft and everything. I just, I just want to say, Greg, thank you very much. It's, it's, uh, it's going to work out great, and couldn't do the show without you, my friend. All right. Well, thank you, thank you very much for those kind words. Yep. All righty. So that's the end of the top rope report for this evening. I want to thank everybody for tuning in with your questions and comments. So, on behalf of the Nugster, Greg, this is, and Mr. 24-7 DJ, and our newest member, Drewski, um, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report, saying thank you all for tuning in, and we'll catch you on Sunday. Have a good night, guys.